The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying the cool weather that we've finally come upon in the fall of 2016. It was a great summer, but now we're looking forward, too, to a great winter. Had a little bit of snowfall in the fall. Timing is really good as we got into October and talking about all the exciting things happening nationally, locally, and in the real estate market. Today, we have some really great information for you about different kinds of loans that you might be hearing about in the media or perhaps from other chatter across the country when you're talking to people about the different kind of mortgage opportunities to purchase a home. But we want to talk to you in more detail about the details because that's where the devil lives. The devil is always in the details. So before you sign up for any new kind of loan, you might want to make sure that you have all of your information ready so that you can make sure it's the right decision for you. We're going to talk a little bit more about maintaining your credit and having a good credit score because we all know when you go to apply for a mortgage or any kind of a loan to purchase almost anything, People want to check your credit report, and you'll want to make sure that your credit report is as stellar as possible. we got a few tips for you there. Also later, we're going to hear from Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, talking to you about the importance of getting your business corporation established before you become a real estate investor. But it's not too late. Even if you've already done it, you're a real estate investor as a sole proprietor. You can take the steps to protect yourself, to protect your assets, and to protect the finances of your heirs should anything happen to you while you are owning real estate. Our special guest today is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. We have her coming with us right after this message. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender. You're tuned in to 1450 AM Radio, the Lotus Broadcast Station, K-Hit in Northern Nevada, and 94.1 FM Talk, two stations so that you can listen to our program no matter where you are, north of Tonopah. That's right, north, northern part of Nevada. And, you know, our signal reaches way beyond because we are streaming on the internet our podcasts. So if you miss any part of today's show or you want to listen to other shows, just visit our website, Nevada Real Estate Radio. 
Nevadarealestate.com. You know, one of the things I like about doing Nevada Real Estate Radio is I get to learn so much about the real estate business, the mortgage business, and anything related to buying homes. There's a lot of talk nowadays about energy efficiency and solar energy and hot water energy and thermal energy and, I mean, you name it. Everybody's looking for a way to leave less of a carbon footprint on the world and be more energy efficient. Save money, in fact, is what people are trying to do. The concept of saving money on a mortgage because of energy efficiency has been there for a long, long time. And there are new types of loans that are being talked about that are going to maybe help people or maybe cause more challenges for people when they buy homes because, you know, there are nuances that you have to be aware of. So when I want to talk about the mortgage aspects and different kinds of loans, I bring in one of my mortgage experts. And today with us is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks, Peter. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Enjoying the fall weather and, you know, really enjoying listening to what is going on in the real estate business. All throughout the summer, the big buzz is housing shortage. Oh, we can't find a home. Oh, multiple offers. All sorts of action. Now that we've gotten into the fall, it's slowed down a little bit as far as the demand on homes. But I imagine that has also put a slowdown on uh, people buying homes, right? People are out there uh, taking care of the school situation. The kids just got in school and now we're going into the holidays. But I know that many of the top realtors and the top lenders are still doing a lot of business because there's volume there that builds up over time. Tell us about your business. Tell us how things are going at Caliber Home Loans. Well, Peter, this time of year, whenever you go into the fall, it seems like we have a little bit of a pullback because once kids are back in school, I think parents have a lot going on, activities, and you know that, that always plays into buying a new home. And they're they're, they're preparing for the holidays already. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'm seeing right now, we had a crazy busy summer, um, you, you know, record types of of transactions considering the limited amount of inventory we had. Right now, we're a little bit busier with refinances versus mm-hmm. purchases. I think what's happened is over the last few weeks, there's been some scuttle about a slowdown in the market. Maybe prices have gone down a little bit um, or, or stabilized in some of the areas. And that is the first thing that will put somebody back on the fence is having having a chance to breathe, if mm-hmm. you will. You mm-hmm. know, the, it, whenever we have publications that show, oh, my gosh, you know, the prices went up another $5,000, the, the median home price is three thirty one. you know, now it's back down, just let's say it's at three fifteen. That puts people back on the fence a little bit. It mm-hmm. gives them a, a time to breathe and say, well, maybe I don't have to be so rushed to go out and buy a house. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just human nature because let's face it, it's not interest rates. Rates are still at all-time lows, and um, I don't see them you know, going going north anytime soon, or at least not you know, not crazy increases. Right, right. And typically when they go up, I mean, some an interest rate can go up uh, – an eighth of a percentage point or a quarter of a percentage point. And then you hear the media talking about rates spiking, yeah. rates skyrocketing. It's like, please, give me a break. It's it's not that. They're bouncing around the bottom is what they're doing. Uh, but I do know that when rates go up, they seem to go up faster than they go down. But there's really not that much room for them to go down anymore the way things are going. No, I, I don't see that happening. We Right now, we've we've bounced off basically – the lowest levels that we have seen in years, years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So 
It seems like whenever we have a spike up, it'll come back down, hit that same level, and then you know we'll we'll have some volatility. But it, think about it for over the last few years, Peter. What's the highest the rates have really been? I mean, maybe a lo- uh, slightly over five percent if you had a, a lower credit score. That's <laughs> or if you're buying maybe investment property or, or right you know, investment I mean, property or if you're doing a grant program or something. But that's that's about it. They have mm-hmm. remained consistent mm-hmm. for a very long time. And you know, people talk about interest rates uh, moving around and are they going to go up? Are they going to do down? Where are they now? Uh, I want our, our listeners to know that I had a chance to show Michelle a mortgage document from 1909 recently that I had discovered in my fiance's grandmother's home. She had a lot of relics and a lot of really cool collectible stuff uh, from, a, from a, a memorial standpoint. It really told us a lot about this woman and what her life was like. But in the early 1900s, this beautiful document that we looked at, Michelle, it was fascinating because they had a mortgage of $1,500 on this house, and the interest rate was 5.5%. And I'm thinking, wow, it, how many years is that? That's uh, 100 years, 100 plus years. And interest rates haven't gone up. They've gone down. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I know. It's, uh, it's, got, it's, it's such an interesting concept to see mortgages back in mm-hmm. the late 1800s and, and early 1900s. And you said it was a beautiful document. I was just the, – the handwriting mm-hmm. and the script was so eloquent, if mm-hmm. you will, and, you know, goodness, we don't see that anymore. <laughs> now we – that was one page. Yeah. Now we have 15 pages of boilerplate that really nobody wants to bother to read. Yeah, I didn't see a document there that she had to sign to verify that that was her signature. You know, sign to sign and and all the little really nitpicky stuff that's out there in mortgages right now, trying to protect everybody to the utmost. It's really gone overboard. There's so much minutiae. It's a hassle, let's face it, Michelle. It's a hassle to buy a house and get a mortgage. I know that when you get the house and you move in, It's a wonderful thing. If everything falls into place, you raise your family. Heck, you might even get equity in your home. In fact, you will because every time you make that mortgage payment, you're closer to owning it outright. But it is a real big challenge for people to move forward because there is so much quote-unquote protection of the consumer. I many times think that this protection of the consumer is disguised. It's actually protection of the lenders. I think that many of the big banks, the big mortgage entities across the country are just looking for ways to make sure they don't get sued and that they get paid the money back after the 20, 30 years, whatever length of time is. It's threefold. It's mm-hmm. consumer protection, it's lender protection, and it's government regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of you know huge oversight by the government because sometimes it does more harm than good, and it complicates matters more than it helps matters. Um, we have to have regulation, that that's a given, but you have to be really careful because the government doesn't always understand what some of the you know the best intentions might have, you know not so great consequences. And I think that's what we see right now. Mm-hmm. It's still very difficult for the consumer to understand what their costs are on a loan. Mm-hmm. And every time the government publishes a document on how this is supposed to be done, it confuses it even further. Mm-hmm. So. They probably haven't done a real good job there. Now, on the flip side, you know, look at what lenders, some of the foreclosure processes over the last few years. There's still homes, Peter, that people haven't paid on since 2008 that have never been foreclosed upon because of 
the documentation processes and and the fact that they don't have the right paperwork in place. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the system certainly needs to be overhauled, but unfortunately, the the entity that gets harmed the most is the consumer. Oh, it costs more money to do a loan now than it ever has from a standpoint of closing costs and not necessarily, you know, the the interest rate per se, because we still perceive them to be low. But when you look at all the add-ons that are inside of an interest rate that go mm-hmm. to Fannie Mae, rates might be 2% if those weren't in there. You, you never know. Mm-hmm. But it is more expensive to the consumer, and it's more, it's more confusing, which is why you need, as a consumer, as someone that is a potential home buyer, you need to do your homework up front. You know, don't go into this on a whim and and just all of a sudden expect to walk in somebody's door and buy a house. Take the time to educate yourself on what it is you're doing, how much you're going to need to spend, how much money you'll need to have for a down payment. And for if I can preach this, I'll, I'll, I'll say this until, you know, the day I don't take another breath in this business is check your credit score. Mm-hmm. And make that a priority is to get your score as high as possible because it affects you long term. Not only your interest rate, but your PMI rate if you don't have a full 20% down. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah. The uh, the interest rates on mortgages right now on almost any loans is not really the big deal. It's all the other add-ons like you're talking about that can affect your payment overall and your cost of getting a mortgage and even your ability to get a mortgage. Later in the show, we're going to talk more about credit reports and the importance of maintaining good credit. Michelle, I'm going to be looking for some tips from you that we can offer our listeners to do that. And then also, we're going to talk about energy-efficient mortgages. But we're not going to be talking about the old-fashioned energy-efficient mortgages that we've heard about. There's talk on the street now about a new kind of energy efficiency mortgage that's being proposed by one of the lending agencies in the country. It's called the Pace Loan, and we're going to get more information on that. I want to get your take and more on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We'll be right back after this. This is Melissa Manessas, Home at Last Specialist at Nevada Rural Housing Authority. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla right here on K Hit 1450 AM and 94.1 FM. Gather your girlfriends for a day of fun and pampering at the Nevada Women's Expo October 15th and 16th, Grand Sierra Resort, nevadawomensexpo.com. Hi everybody, this is Peter Padilla, pleased to be with you today, talking with my in-studio guest, Rick Radecki. Rick is an outstanding singer, performer, and he's also known as a crooner by many of his lady fans. (laughs) Rick is going to be performing at the Nevada Women's Expo on Saturday and Sunday, October 15th and 16th. And we have a chance to visit with Rick ahead of time, find out a little bit about him and what makes him what makes him work. Rick, welcome to our interview today. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate you having me here today. I'm trying to get a li- allow people to know a little bit more about me and yeah. uh, other than my website and my music. Well, let's get to your music in just a bit, but tell us what you do in your day job. What is what is your profession? What do you do? I have the honor of working with law enforcement professionals, sheriffs, chiefs of police, uh, and their officers through the Nevada Commission on Peace Officer Standards and Training. Everybody in Reno and throughout Nevada knows this as Nevada Post. Mm-hmm. What I do is help their officers get set up for state certification exams. I'll send out uh, duplicate post-certified certificates that will help them get other jobs in law enforcement throughout the area. 
plug up the gaps and just help them make sure that they maintain the standards that will allow them to hold on to their certification throughout their careers. I love and respect the work that police officers do in Reno, in Carson City, all of Nevada, and all across the country. And I'm honored that you are involved with the police department and that you actually help train people and essentially stay in compliance is what it sounds like. Right. We are right now in our training compliance season. What that really means is that we're helping them before December 31st, the calendar year is out, to make sure all their officers, and in particular somebody like Nevada Department of Corrections, mm. that they... Peace officers in Nevada are required, just like other officers throughout the state, California as well, to maintain a certain type of curriculum, take uh, whether it be firearms training, um, lethal force training, or whatnot that applies to their agency, and make sure that they take the classes, take the training practical in, in classrooms and otherwise to make sure that they can hold on to those certifications throughout the years. You've got a great voice for speaking and for our interview today. I too have a great voice, especially a singing voice. The only problem is I can't get very many people into my shower. <laughs> I am the only person that can hear this fantastic. Well, you'll have to remodel your shower. I step that's out of the shower. Different. I sound you know, kind of weak. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? How did you get started in your singing profession? Well, um, a little bit of a background on me. I was blessed enough to grow up in a household in Southern California where both my mom and my dad listened to a lot of, uh, well, the old crooners, uh, singers, uh, Frank Sinatra, oh. Tony Bennett, uh, Perry Como, Nat King Cole, Ray Charles and Ray Charles singers, and also they listened to a lot of Broadway show tunes. Mm -hmm. So we always had music around. When Dad would take us, four boys, me and my three brothers in the car, he would either be listening to country music or uh, the show tunes type stuff or the crooner type stuff. And I would always be singing to the radio. I was very shy and withdrawn. <laughs> we're excited about the fact that you're going to be singing for the audience. The audience is, because it's a two-day event at the Nevada Women's Expo 2016. That's taking place on Saturday and Sunday, October 15 and 16, at the Grand Sierra Resort. Well, the powers that be told me, let's try to keep it as romantic as possible, mm -hmm. because women, and men as well, but I think women in particular would like to have, a, they could always use some more romance in sure. their life. So I'm going to be doing some of the old standards from uh, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Perry Como, um, Engelbert Humperdinck, mm -hmm. some of Tom Jones, you name it. I'm going to oh, mix God. a little bit in, maybe some rock and roll, Roy mm -hmm. Orbison, Pretty Woman, things of that mm -hmm. sort. More catered to the women since this is their expo yes. more than anything else. And yes. try to just try to bring a little bit more romance back into their lives. If I can do that, then I'll feel like my goal was accomplished. I this event on October 15th and 16th, the Nevada Women's Expo, is a great opportunity for men, I believe, to take their lady out for a little bit of fun and entertainment. Absolutely. I mean, you can score a lot of points oh, absolutely. without having to really yeah. put on the pads for the most absolutely. part, right? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> right, 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 yeah, absolutely. And, and, and if I'm, I'm going to let folks know right off the bat, if there's any particular music that they want to hear, mm -hmm. special requests, just come on up to me in between sets and we'll see what we can do. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs of tracks mm -hmm. on my laptop that yeah. I'll have with me. People want to make a special request, I am more than open for that. I mean, they want me to serenade their lady or have them dance and I could do something mm -hmm. right before maybe they're going to get married that that month or that year, this year, then we could work something out and I can, they can kind of get a taste of the kind of music I could supply for them. Yeah. Can you give us a little sample of some of the singing that you're going to do that day? What what kind of an artist do you think you, you could do for us today? Well, I, I like to, usually when I do any shows um, for anybody, uh, 
I usually like to open up with a song that relaxes me and always reminds me, more often than not, do your best to take life nice and easy. Don't get caught up in the rat race. I always joke around people and tell them the rats win anyway. <laughs> to take it easy. So I usually open with, let's take it nice and easy. It's going to be so easy for us to fall in love. Hey, baby, what's your hurry? Relax and don't you worry. We're going to fall in love. That's pretty much it. It's Frank Sinatra's Nice and Easy, one of my favorites. It just kind of breaks the ice real nice. Yeah, very nice. Old blue eyes. We're looking forward to your full performance at the Nevada Women's Expo coming up on Saturday and Sunday, October 15th and 16th at the Grand Sierra Resort. You'll be maybe assigned some autographs. Absolutely. I'll be having some CDs, complimentary CDs. And uh, I always tell people, just don't tell my wife that you'll be taking my voice home with you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Very funny. Rick, thank you for coming. Thank you so much, Peter. Thanks for having me. I had a ball here. Yeah, same here. And we'll look forward to seeing you and look forward to seeing our audience at the Nevada Women's Expo Saturday and Sunday, October 15th and 16th at the Grand Sierra Resort. We'll see you there. Suntech Storm Panels are a durable all-weather window insulator that cuts down cold winter drafts, immediately reducing your heating bill. Call Suntech for a free estimate, 352-9396, Suntech Storm Panels. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you, just as I have been for the past 11 years or so, sharing my thoughts and conversation with experts in the studio about real estate and real estate for investors. It's always exciting because it's always moving. It's always changing. It's kind of like the ocean, the real estate market. The tide goes up and the tide goes down. But yes, it's always moving. And it's fun to be out there. It's fun to be a homeowner. The pride of homeownership. I mean, you can't really touch it until you own your own home. And then you can really see the difference. It's like a sense of freedom. But getting there, it's not easy. You have to have the right people on your team. It's not just looking for a house to buy. It's getting your finances in order, getting your credit checked, and then putting the shoe leather on the ground to find a home. It takes a big team. One of the most important teams is the lender. Michelle Holbert is with us. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans. I'm glad you're with us on the show today, Michelle. Thanks, Peter. It's great to be here. I've been traveling, and it's nice to be back. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun to have you come and talk to us, Michelle, because you're always talking with different people. You've got a good sense on what's happening in the real estate environment in northern Nevada because you're talking to realtors, lenders, title escrow, and, of course, borrowers, buyers, and sellers at the same time. So I know you've got some good information for us today, but I also want to let you know and let our listeners know we have another guest in the studio that's joining us for this segment, Sherry Hill. Sherry is the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. Welcome to our show, too, Sherry. Thank you, Peter, for inviting me. You're very welcome. So you're always busy helping people with their businesses, but a lot of the businesses that I see coming and talking to you, they're actually investors. They're people that are buying real estate. Why don't you share with our listeners why people come to talk to you as real estate investors? 
Well, a lot of times, you know, they hear me speak and realize that owning investment real estate in your personal name is probably not the best idea. And why? Well, mm -hmm. because liability. And of course, you know, not everybody gets sued every year, but bottom line is why put a big target on your back if you don't have to? When you're not incorporated and you own real estate property, you're a lot more likely to be a target, right? You're more vulnerable because what kind of protection could you have? Would insurance give you that much protection, the kind that you need? It, it doesn't cover everything, and that's the key. And mm -hmm. most investors don't own just one piece of real estate. So the more equity you spread out across the region, the mm -hmm. more target you become. Yeah. And that's what we're actually protecting is equity. Very good. We were talking in the first segment, Sherry, Michelle, and I about energy efficiency in mortgages and just, you know, what the general real estate market looks like. We were watching a video on a new type of mortgage that is being proposed across the country. And by the time this program airs, it may already be in place. But some mortgage, are going, mortgage lenders are going to be offering something through the FHA called the PACE mortgage. It's actually not even a mortgage. It's more of a loan. So Michelle and I were watching, and it was all about energy efficiency. And I'm just curious to know, Sherry, from your perspective, when you're working with business owners, investors, anybody that's buying real estate, do you ever hear them talking about, wow, I've got to make these big upgrades to be more energy efficient. I've got to add this or I'm going to change that. Do they have that at the top of mind or is it strictly about, is this business going to make money? How can it be efficient as far as its income goes? Yeah, they're more interested in the cash flow yeah. than improving a property to someday see a payoff. Remember, as an investor, we don't try and put a lot of emotion mm -hmm. into our buying decision. Mm -hmm. So unlike a homeowner that says, oh, gosh, I'm the one that has to pay the power bill and clean the windows and unclog the toilet mm – -hmm. As an investor, you are looking at what's the best way to maximize cash flow every month without putting a whole bunch of money into that property. Mm -hmm. Now, as a homeowner, somebody who buys their first home and they're moving into this home, they have a business going too. It's called life. And what they have to be careful of is that they can make the mortgage payment, pay the bills, and be efficient in their own finance program that they have within their own home. I do know that for years and years, I think, the FHA has offered something known as an energy-efficient mortgage. In the 10 years that I was a mortgage lender, I did one of those. And I was talking with Michelle earlier about energy-efficiency mortgages. And so let me ask you, Michelle, for the benefit of sharing our listeners, do you have a lot of people asking about energy-efficiency mortgages? No, we don't. And we really never have. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting, Peter, because, you know, you – you, you get the impression that it's almost there because it ha you know they feel like they have to make it available mm -hmm. but even like with homes that are off the grid and I think you know we had a guest on um, on the show a couple of months ago that we really got in depth with this but those mortgages are very difficult to obtain mm -hmm. and you know you would think that those that they would promote that you know but with a home that's off the grid they still want you to have a backup traditional source which defeats the purpose especially right. from a cost standpoint so i don't i very seldom get question on if that's available mm -hmm. well the video that we saw recently about this new type of mortgage more i should call it a loan is called a pace loan and the presenters were talking to us about this is going to be an option on an fha mortgage 
it was actually going to be a 20-year loan, but the way the loan is going to be structured, it's not going to be a mortgage. It's actually going to be evolved and entered into your property taxes so that your property taxes now go up for the next 20 years to cover the cost of, let's say, adding solar, adding a new air conditioning unit, adding triple pane windows, whatever the case might be. So you do all these things and then suddenly your taxes go up for the next 20 years. And the most incredible thing I read about this and saw about this, Michelle, is that that obligation goes into first position, even above the first mortgage. The taxes on a property and the HOA dues are always super liens in relationship to the first mortgage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we as lenders already have those two positions in front of us. Mm -hmm. So to go in and, you know, add a... A, a, a dollar amount, if you will, or a percentage onto the property taxes for the benefit of, you know, of efficiency, energy efficiency, I think lenders are really going to have a hard, tough time absorbing that. I can't see us in the industry just jumping on board. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, that that doesn't sound like a great deal for anybody at this point. Well, with technology changing as fast as it can, can you imagine upgrading your home to energy efficiency? Uh, for, and then taking out essentially a 20-year loan. And think of what can happen in just a year or two years or five years or 10 years. Suddenly there are all new technology and you're still paying and you will be paying for the next 10 years on this technology that is 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, I find it hard to believe that anybody would agree to do something like that because things do change so fast. And many of these homes, let's say, that would have these kinds of, of add-ons, they could become investment property down the road, but according to the report, that additional tax amount that you have to pay for this energy upgrade, energy efficiency upgrade, it stays on that property throughout the life of that obligation. Well, I'm sure it, it's part of when you buy the home, if you were to sell it, that the new <laughs> owner gets to absorb that tax mm-hmm. increase. You would also expect that your insurance would go up because you have this whole big new investment on your roof or mm-hmm something else to go wrong. So, you know, it's not just, I'm sure the taxes increasing, it's also your insurance. I mean, let's face it, how many of these energy efficient upgrades really have that big of an impact on the energy costs of a home? I mean, even in our state of Nevada, there's been a lot of turmoil and and conflict over solar panels and the benefits that you get from putting them on your home because of the rebate status that was in play. It, it you know, it took a lot of legislation just to get that to where it is. But I, I really don't see that much of a benefit that would compel me to obligate myself, my home, for 20 years. And even if FHA is involved with it, I'm not sure I want that much control over my future payments by an outside entity. So let's talk about FHA, Michelle. It used to be like the most popular of all mortgages for first-time home buyers because it was the most giving, the most liberal as far as the guidelines to be able to get in there, had the least requirements. Is that the case still? It is. FHA serves um, a, a certain segment of the market. It's great for first-time home buyers. It, um, it it offers options for borrowers that have lower FICO scores. Mm-hmm. And FHA is kind of a one-size-fits-all when it comes to their pricing, though. You don't really pay much of a difference in interest rate, and you don't pay any difference in the cost of the mortgage insurance premium 
depending on what your credit score is. So, Peter, if you and I have credit scores that are 100 points apart, we still pay the same risk insurance on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So it's spread out over all borrowers. Um, it offers very low down payment, 3.5%, and much more liberal underwriting guidelines as long as you're not pairing it with a grant or bond program. Mm-hmm. So it does assist us in getting more people into homes. I, th- I think it's still a great program. So people with lower credit scores, I have to presume have those low credit scores for good reason, which could be maybe they're not very good money managers. Yeah. Maybe they don't pay their bills quite as timely as the, somebody who has a better credit score. Maybe these individuals with these low credit scores have a ton of debt and they have very little room. So they have a lot of debt. They've got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, how could somebody like this have the, I'm not going to say intellect, but just have the, the knowledge to be able to make a good decision on an energy efficient mortgage for the next 20 years? I'm not sure that I would be comfortable with a family member who's got a FICO st- score in the high 500s doing an add-on for 20 years for solar panels. I mean, it just doesn't seem like a smart thing to do. No, it it, it probably isn't. And your credit score is indicative of your willingness and ability to repay. I mean, they write algorithms, you know, to to base your probabilities. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, it's 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 right on. These factors go in, and they're they're not wrong. Mm-hmm. They uh, what do they? What's the saying? The numbers never lie. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's true. Um, one thing that I just want to point out, Peter. Let's go back to this energy efficient discussion. You know, most companies, be it solar, be it an air conditioning company, you know, for or windows, let's say, that offer energy efficient items, they will typically offer some type of a finance package through a local bank or credit union that in in most cases is very competitive. So I think I would have to say to a borrower, you know, if you need new windows for your house or a new you know, upgraded air conditioning or furnace, there's probably options out there where you can finance somewhere in the 10% range with a local bank or credit union instead of doing something that you're going to live with for 20 years. Yeah, and that house is going to live with for 20 years because the taxes on that house are going to change. So sure. even if they would decide to buy that house or rather sell that house yeah. down the road, that could give them challenges when if they would have just got in-store financing, let's say, right. from somebody who sells the but, items. Because are you going to buy, if, if there's a house for sale next door to this house that the taxes are $1,500 a year lower, mm-hmm. wouldn't you be more inclined to buy that house? <laughs> exactly. Sherry Hill is with us from Sage International. She's the wealth protector. Diva. So, Sherry, somebody wanting to buy an investment property or two, they're looking at different homes, they come to talk to you, and one of them has one of the homes would happen to have uh, a balance due of a 20 year loan for energy efficiency. The other ones wouldn't. I mean, how would you look at that? Would that look like it's a probably the one to exclude, or would that be something you could still consider, do you think? Well, it's always you got to pencil the the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So in your analysis of is this property going to cash flow, if it still cash flows even though it has higher taxes, then sometimes that is, you know, still part of your purchase decision. Yeah. It's, it's about the cash flow. Mm-hmm. You uh, do a lot of work with your business clients. A lot of them are real estate investors, but you work with other kind of people, business owners, all sorts. I mean, what, what is the range? What, what kind of a clientele do you work with when you talk to them? 
I work from the startup to the high net worth individual and everything in between. So I have people that, you know, in the idea phase of wanting to start a business, which is, you know, I get them into my classes to talk about how to effectively determine if this business will be viable and profitable, Mm -hmm. all the way up to high net worth individuals who just need help really understanding their investments, their, you know, are they protected, liability, tax, and also starting to think about estate planning. A lot of of people think about Mm -hmm. the things you're talking about, but only if they own a business. I contend that if you own a home, if you're going to be buying a home, you're going into business because you've got to take care of all those same things. Right, but I don't put personal residence into an entity, so right. other than a trust. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to have more uh, chatting with you and with Michelle Holbert, our in-studio guest, about a variety of things, businesses, investment homes, also energy-efficient homes and mortgages. And then I'd like to just chat a little bit about the market as it is. The real estate market was so hot over the summer. We know that things change in the fall going into the holidays. This might be a good time to look at buying a home because I've got to imagine there are less competitors, less people looking to shop for that same home on the streets. We'll have that and more after this message. This is Gino Borges from Open Path Investments. Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla right here on K-Hit, 1450 AM and 94.1 FM. Street Smarts on the house. Indulge yourself at the Nevada Women's Expo October 15th and 16th at the Grand Sierra Resort. You'll find the best resources in business, life, style, and health. A great time for women and men. Visit NevadaWomensExpo.com. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Sage International Incorporated fosters the entrepreneurial spirit by first educating our clients. In fact, we wrote the best-selling book, Incorporate and Get Rich, as recommended by Robert Kiyosaki in his bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. For over two decades, we have taught thousands of business owners, real estate investors, professionals, and entrepreneurs how to properly structure their business and personal assets to avoid the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and death taxes. Call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to set up a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill if you want to experience peace of mind today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International.
You're tuned in to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. I'm happy to be with you today. I'd like to let all of our listeners know about a great event that's coming up this month, October 15th and 16th at the Grand Sierra Resort Nevada Women's Expo. It's going to be an incredible event because this is going to be their 14th year. I've been there for almost everyone, and it is a great place to go and find out about health and wellness, body, spirit, and mind. Look, it's not just for ladies, gentlemen. In fact, if you want to score some points with your lady, I encourage you to take her to the Nevada Women's Expo. There'll be fantastic displays, entertainment, free prizes, lots of great stuff. It's a two-day event, and I guarantee you if you take your woman to the event on the 15th, she's going to want to go back on the 16th. One of the things I found out, too, is that this is a great way to get ready for the holiday season. Christmas. Come on, guys. We don't know what to buy the ladies, but when you go to the Nevada Women's Expo, you're going to have a room full of experts telling you about what some of the latest things that women are interested in. So, guys, take the lady to Nevada Women's Expo. Ladies, take the guy to Nevada Women's Expo. I think you'll really enjoy it. You can get discount tickets by visiting NevadaWomensExpo.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. With me in the studio today, Sherry Hill is with us. Sherry is the Wealth Protection Diva from Sage International. Hope you're doing well today, Sherry. I am doing well. It's wonderful. It's a wonderful day to be in northern Nevada because we also have in the studio Michelle Holbert. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator and our mortgage expert from Caliber Home Loans. Glad you're here with us today, Michelle. Thanks, Peter. Very glad to be back. So there were a lot of uh, feet on the ground in the summer, people looking for homes, people that couldn't find homes because of the housing shortage, the limited number of homes available compared to all of the buyers. You're working with people every day in that very same line. So tell me, how is it going? Is it still high demand from your perspective? Have you seen any changes in the market? We've seen a little bit of a pullback. Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, I think people have um, gotten back on the fence a little bit. You know, when whenever you see a trend where maybe the market slowed down a little bit, they have a little bit more time to breathe. There's not multiple offers. Mm-hmm. Um, it costs, you know, it's cause to pause. It gives them more of an opportunity to go out and search a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They're still... I mean, don't get me wrong. The market is still very competitive. Mm-hmm. And if, if you list a house that is fairly priced and it's in good condition and, you know, a desirable neighborhood school district, it, it's going to sell. Um, one thing that my realtors have given me feedback on, too, is there's um, less cash deals than there were this summer by about probably down by about 10%. Mm-hmm. So that I, th- I found that to be an interesting statistic. Yeah, that could be because cash is typically required when you've got to close a deal quickly, like maybe when there are many offers on the table or when a seller has to consider one offer that has financing pending and another one has an offer that says, hey, this is the price we'll give you, but it's all cash. We can get it right away. Uh, so in that highly competitive mindset, I can see where cash would be king. But now this is a good indication maybe that things are slowing down. That pause to take a breath and think about the deal is probably going to help people make a better decision overall. Well, I I, I do think so. Um, I've heard this in the past. You know, I've been a lender for a a number of years. And one of the things that if if you look back at history and people that were buying in 2005 and 2006, where, you know, it's like, well, you have five minutes to look at the house and make a decision – a lot of those people were never quite satisfied. They didn't. They felt like they didn't really have a chance to get out there and look as to what might suit them. Mm-hmm. They ended up taking 
really what they thought that they could only afford at that point or what was available. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of home buyers had regrets over their choices. Yeah. So I, I think you have to be careful. You can't wait too long, but you at least have to be able to go out and say, "Wow, I looked at you know several houses before I made my choice." Yeah, you don't want to just settle. Sherry and I were watching a TV commercial not long ago about settlers. Remember the settlers commercial? Yes. I mean, settlers really don't have it all that good because they settle for everything. It's not like the old settlers that moved out west. We're talking about people that settle. And it's hard to it's hard to think about being a settler, but sometimes you have to be when you have to make a quick decision. The, uh, the importance of people being able to be ready to pull the trigger, which means having their credit in order, their credit report in good order – is always paramount because regardless of the time of the year, if you want to get financing on anything, you know people are going to look at your credit report. I'm going to give the listeners what I think is probably the best credit idea, credit tip to have good credit. And I'm going to ask you ladies perhaps to to join in. But I think the best thing you can do to keep a good credit score is, number one, pay your bills on time. Yes. There's no argument there, is there? <laughs> no. 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 I don't know anybody that pays their bills late and has good credit. So pay your bills on time is one of the big keys. But Sherry, do you have any ideas? Do you have any tips for our listeners on how they can maintain good credit? What else could they do? Well, they can make sure that they're not carrying a whole bunch of debt. So if you max out one card, don't run out and get another. It's a good call there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because I, I know that when people... When, when credit analysts look at a credit report, they look to see not only have you paid your bills on time, they want to see how much total debt you've got. And you're right. If you've got it maxed out in practically every category, I mean, what kind of a candidate are you? You're not a very good candidate. And I've always learned that a credit score is a lending opportunity score. So let's ask our mortgage lender in the room. Do you have any other ideas or tips for our listeners on how they can improve and maintain a good credit score? Absolutely. The biggest issue that I see is having high balances on your credit card. So if your credit limit is $500, having balances that are infringing on that credit limit, Mm -hmm. that can drop your score like a rock. Mm. So even if it's a matter of you know, divesting that amount onto another card. So, you know, let's say you have $1,000 worth of outstanding credit limits. If you divide it between several cards, you're going to carry a better score Hmm. than if it's all on that one card because Mm -hmm. it's at its limit. Um, That's probably the biggest thing I see where people to this day will come in and apply for a mortgage with maxed out credit cards and their scores are very low because of that. And Mm -hmm. again, it affects interest rate, PMI scores, all of that. And then longevity of credit. People that have long-term credit cards that maybe, let's say, do a balance transfer, Mm -hmm. and then they cancel out that long-term card, are shocked to see how much that may drop their score. So keeping a long-term credit profile, even if it's an account you don't necessarily use a lot, if it's part of your history, keep it, because it it could very well be keeping your score at a higher level. A lot of people, they they don't think about that. Uh I think the average person would probably think, well, if I... If I have two credit cards and I cancel one of them, regardless, 
it's going to look like I have less credit cards, so I'll, I won't owe anybody any money, and my credit score should go up. But I know, and I've learned too, that that's not always the case because, no. again, it is an opportunity score, and the credit bureaus want to see that you can manage your money well, that you receive your statements, pay your bills on time, that you can essentially use the system that is in place. The old days of somebody coming in and saying, hey, I don't know anybody any money. I have no credit out there. My score should be perfect. Those days really don't exist. It, it doesn't happen no. that way. No, you you have to maintain a credit profile to get traditional financing. You have to be on the credit map, mm-hmm. and I can't encourage people, you know, to do it soon enough. I think that you know, young people need to start early in developing credit scores because if if they find themselves in a position in their early 20s when mm-hmm. they want to buy a house, they need to have something to hang their hat on. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, Peter, because back when, you know, maybe when all of us it, it bought our first homes, underwriting guidelines at that time may have looked at all of your outstanding credit and assessed a certain percentage that we had to charge on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Those days are long gone mm-hmm. as far as traditional mortgage underwriting. Um not to say that something won't change in the future, but that's been that way for a long time where we're truly looking at what the outstanding balances are. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think we're going to go that way anytime soon unless maybe it's a home equity line of credit. But Both of our guests in the studio today have young people in their lives. You have young, young children. Uh, and when I say young, I mean they're under 30 years old, okay? <laughs> Which means that they are out and about, they're getting started in the world, and they have to learn about... You know, how to make it on their own, essentially. Let me start with Sherry. Sherry, do you and your daughter, she's in her early 20s, do you and your daughters talk about credit? Do you talk about finances? Is that something that is part of the the common um, conversations at the tables when you're talking with your young child about these kinds of things, your child in your 20s, 30s? Do you guys go over that? Absolutely. It's about helping your kids understand financial literacy. I mean, I think a lot of people just give money to their kids, and they they actually create dependence, lifetime dependence by doing that. Uh, But I think there's a lot of value in educating the children, the the young people of this world, on how to manage credit. Because I remember when I was that age, I didn't know anything about credit and the importance of paying bills on time. And I was one of the miscreants of credit in those days. I'd forget to pay bills. I was more interested in having fun and partying and traveling. I'm hoping there's more focus today with young people. Well, there is and there isn't. And so they're not getting it in school. So hopefully they're getting it at home. But if the parents are bad money managers, the children are Mm -hmm. going to be bad mad. Yeah. Bad money managers. Oh, they could be mad money managers, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does need to start at home, and it can be very simple as whether it's an allowance or, you know, help them pay for chores or making sure that if you're going to help them get a car, if you're a co-signer, that they have the ability to make that monthly payment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and hold them accountable to that. But certainly understanding the importance of living beyond your means and at some point that you're going to have to go out and live on your own. So mm-hmm. what does that look like? Mm-hmm. If you have to cover your own health insurance, your vehicle, rent, school, fun, you name it, then there's a cost to all of that. So what does that look like? 
Yeah. So when you talk about money management, it kind of circles back to what our opening topic was on the show, which was energy efficiency in homes. So energy efficiency in home primarily is about saving money so you don't spend so much money on the on your energy. And then you're also not leaving such a big carbon footprint. And, you know, you're taking care of the environment. But, you know, you follow the money again. So if you're spending a lot of money on gasoline, for instance, driving back and forth from the same location, when in fact you could condense that into one or two trips a week, that would save a lot of money. It would cut down on the pollution. You effectively are a more energy conscious person just by being more financially conscious. How do you how do you like that idea? Do you think that is a good way to be energy efficient by being financially efficient? Well, absolutely. And the moment you want to apply for a loan or do anything, they make you fill out a financial statement. Well, if you don't know what your financial position is, who you owe, who owes you, what are your assets, what are the value of those assets, it gets a lot harder to play in this game called investing or being a savvy investor. Mm. And so knowing your net worth and your financial position at all times is important. It is. And I think that's probably the best way to become energy efficient in your life is by being financially efficient. You can have a better life for yourself, for your family, for really everyone else that you interact with. I love hearing you talk with your clients, Sherry, because you really care about the people that you talk to. And, uh, you know, you have no preconceived notions. You want to help everybody. And I know that you do a great job doing that. So for the benefit of our listeners, I do want them to know, too, that you have your own radio show. It airs on Thursdays. On 1180 AM radio, 4 p.m. Thursdays, I'm encouraging our listeners to tune in. That's going to be on the air tomorrow. I wonder if you might let us know how is the best way for our listeners to reach out to you if they want to talk about incorporating a business or consulting about their business or just getting to know you and finding out if you're the right person for them to work with. Well, they can always take advantage. I offer a free 30-minute consult. You can call 786-5515, get on my calendar, and that's how I learn about what you're doing, where, where you're doing it, who you're doing it with, so that we can make sure that if you need a structure, an entity, that we do the right one the right way the first time. Sherry Hill from Sage International is with us in the studio today. And Sherry, I've told our listeners earlier in the show that I'm going to be at the Nevada Women's Expo on October 15th and 16th at the Grand Sierra Resort. It's going to be a great way to interact with lots of people to talk about what's happening in the minds of women and how we can help each other in a better life by just getting exposed to the right people and the right contacts. Will you be there yourself? Absolutely. I haven't missed one yet. Very good. We will see you then at the Nevada Women's Expo. Sherry, and thanks for being with us on the show today. Thank you, Peter. Good to see you too, Michelle. Thanks, Sherry. You too. Michelle Holbert has been with us too from Caliber Home Loans. So, Michelle, what do you think about my idea? Energy efficiency by financial efficiency. (laughs) I like how you pair those two. It's true, though. You're going to be in a better position in every facet of your life by managing your finances. And a lot of people don't see that until it's too late. Your insurance company grades you on how you handle your finances and your premiums, Um, you know, your mortgage lender, everything that you do. Paying late charges, you know, that's a sign of efficiency. Um, It's huge, Peter. I can't Mm -hmm. stress that enough. And Mm -hmm. the people that will take the time to, to really concentrate on fixing that 
are going to get they're, they're going to have benefits ten times over. Absolutely, Michelle, you're a great person to talk to when it comes to finances because you're in the finance business. You look at the mortgage statistics and the interest rates every day, and you're talking with other people, successful people and not so successful people. So you have a great insight on what is going on in the minds of today's consumers and spenders. If anybody wants to reach you to talk about a mortgage or just to talk about finances in general, let us know the best way. Best way to reach me is 775-742-3559. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm going to put your contact information like Sherry's on our website so people can find you easily at Nevada Real Estate Radio. All right. Thank you, Peter. There was a famous man who once said that whiskey is for drinking and water is for saving. I'd like to suggest a little twist on that saying. Water is for drinking and money is for saving. You want to be energy efficient? Think about saving money. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to the show today and for our guests to be with us too today. We're on the air again next week, same time, same station. So tell your friends and your family too to join us and they'll learn too how to be more energy efficient and financially efficient as well. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Thank you. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated.